morning, it's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each and every week by your Harford County Public Library. Today, we'll be speaking with Daniel Bennett, New York City saxophonist and composer, about his upcoming appearance and performance at the Abingdon Library next Wednesday. Good morning, Bob Mumby. Good morning, Leslie. How are you? Good. Uh, we have so much to talk to Daniel Bennett about. I knew uh, you'd we be could excited do like about ten this hours one. here. Yep. <laughs> um, before that, I wanted to get my annoyance out of the way. <laughs> it's really getting on my nerves. People who Facebook friend oh me gosh. or try to send me a LinkedIn invite. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a guy who's the head of used car sales for one of those auto supermarkets I down in I think I got Marsh. one of those, too. I mean, does he just not understand? Does he think like, <laughs> oh, he's going to fly in under the radar and say, oh, you're my LinkedIn friend. Want to buy a car for me? I mean, and people with on Facebook who were, you know, real estate agents who send me, oh, this house is for sale. Or that used community. It's really, you know... There's a, and there's a few people, we all have friends, mm-hmm. that always do it. Mm-hmm. Um, send me an invite to like some house painter. <laughs> I love house painters. I don't like them. I love them. But the ones I choose. you got to work with them. Yep. Because to, to, so, the like means something to you. Yeah. And that's, that's important. Yeah. It's that, have they, are they too lazy to understand the essence of this or... They're I think just, it's like a free, they think it's a free ticket or free yeah. marketing, and it actually works the opposite way, in yep. my opinion. And I swear I'm going to go through the phone of one of these guys who does cold calling to try to get me to donate to veterans or p- wounded police officers, mm-hmm. and it's a sham. It's yes. a scam. Mm-hmm. All the money goes to these shysters who run these calling firms it doesn't go to the soldiers mm-hmm. and the policemen and women and the police uh the firemen and women okay <sighs> let's make a change it's okay. hard though a lot of people donate those those companies show it's millions disgusting. of dollars in, in profit it's true you feel better feel like you got it off your chest i don't feel better <laughs> I, I, a little bit off my chest off your pink Kiss a Pig t-shirt chest. Yes. Kiss a Pig next Friday, week from tonight, yep. um, at the Barbecue Bash on the stage. All of the pig kissers who have uh, worked very hard, including Team HCPL. You got it. Um, to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club of Harford County. And Great we're going to be up on the stage. I'm going to be puckering again because Howard's going to make me. But great work, great cause. Next yeah, Friday, mm-hmm. between the 5 o'clock band and the 8 o'clock band. So expect the team to go up there at about 7 o'clock and watch some puckering. Good. Jen Button's looking forward to puckering. Are you going to go up and pucker? I am actually out of town next week. Is weekend. Mary going to pucker? I am not sure. Jen she got out of it definitely. last year. <laughs> I think she's out of town, too, but I'm not 100% sure on that. All righty. It's been a busy August. Everyone else is going on vacation, and HCPL, we're ramping up. <laughs> As usual. Yep, yep. Okay, speaking of ramping up, wrapping up stump me. I'm going to stump you today. Megan chose a wonderful selection 
of trivia questions for our music-themed interview today. Excellent. Yes. But it's it's not rap or like... Uh, no. You should know most of these. Okay. All right. Now, this song, you won't know this, but I was, um, when I was young, my sisters and I were in a synchronized swim group. Mm-hmm. And I did my first solo routine I to am, this song. I am making a note of that. <laughs> LGS was a synchronized swimmer. Yes. Duly the, noted. At the Millville Public Pool. It was a huge group. It was a big deal. It was the 70s. So this song was my first solo. Okay, well, so don't t- maybe I'll guess it. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to give you the name of the song, but you have to say who sang it. Okay. The 1972 song, Summer Breeze, is by what band? Seals and Crofts. Correct. <laughs> and just in case you're curious, the theme of our synchronized swim show, because we would practice for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then we would put on a show, was um, the seasons. So there was fall, uh, okay. winter, summer, blah, blah, blah. So I was summer breeze. What was the uh, spring? And I can, like, do the routine probably to summer breeze. With the nose plugs? It. With yes. the nose plugs? <laughs> I did not wear nose plugs. Remember Martin Short and <laughs> yes. uh, somebody else did that spoof on synchronized swimming on Saturday Night Live? Yes. Um, all right. Who sang the following? I got my first real six string, bought it at a five and dime, played it till my fingers bled, was the summer of 69. Brian Adams. Correct. You're going to blow these out of the water. This is fun. Put a bing. Okay. What on-screen duo sang the 1978 song, Summer Nights? John Travolta. And Olivia Newton-John. That's correct. What were what were their names in the movie? Danny. Mm-hmm. And Chris... Julie? No. Danny and... Um, it's a summer thing. It's on the floor at the beach. <laughs> Sandy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> How was that for a clue? That was good. Yeah. Okay, which song had Will Smith rapping? This is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Um, wait, when was it? Oh, I don't have a year for it. Jiggy with it? Summertime. Okay. Summertime. That one I did not know. That, I think that's our only rap. Okay, this is more on our speed, more our, our age group. Who sang the following? I can tell you my love, for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. Don Henley. Correct. Great album. What was the album? Um, A great one. Building the Perfect Beast. Ah. Almost every song on it was just fantastic. Isn't that great when that happens on an album? And then you feel like back then you got your money's worth. There were no B-sides or maybe just one. (laughs) Yeah, I saw him... um, Doing the tour for that album. Oh, wow. With Katrina and the Waves opening up for him. I also saw Seals and Crubs. Uh-huh. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> what 1960s band sang Under the Boardwalk? The Drifters. You got it. Ben E. King and Percy Sledge. Wow. Both went on to their own fame. And Ben E. King did Stand By Me. Percy Sledge did When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, I love Good that old song. R&B. Yep, yep. Okay, 1983, Bob. What was Banana Rama's 1983 hit that included the lyric, 
hot summer streets and the pavements are burning. I sit around trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. Venus? I'm your Venus? No, I think that might be a lyric in here. Oh, Notes. Bananarama. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me the initials of the song. C.S. C.S.? Mm-hmm. Cruel Summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I should have gotten that one. <laughs> well, it has been a cruel summer, but mostly with rain for us. So yes. We're in a different frame of mind. Okay, what former Mouseketeer sang the 2007 song Summer Love? He's a little hottie um, now. Uh, uh, former Mouseketeer? Yes. Was in a boy band, married to a beautiful woman, has a cute little boy. Um, uh, he, he brought uh, Sexy back. Um, oh, um, Jason. J.T. Yeah, Justin Tannenbaum. <laughs> What's his name? Timberlake. Okay. <laughs> you were close. I would have given you that one. He stunk on the Super Bowl, though. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Oh, as long as he looks cute and smiles, everybody loves him. But he has had, you know, for his young age, a really long career Yeah. in Hollywood and the music industry. He, yeah, he's done a good job yeah. acting, too. He was in fa uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. And he's on those commercials for the, the Bywater. Yeah, and also some famous skits in uh, Saturday Night Oh, yeah. We talk about that. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, all right. David Lee Roth covered the song California Girls in 1984, but who sang the original? Beach Boys. You got it. And I've. That was the seventh sign of Armageddon of the music industry when David Lee Roth went solo. And did songs like that and Gigolo, <laughs> the famous Louis Primus song. It was all downhill after oh, that. Oh, <laughs> God, that was so horrible. Well, he was trying to recreate himself, I guess. He um, should try decreation. That's, that's my <laughs> view next time. What 90s boy band sang NSYNC. Summer Girls? Boys to Men. LFO. LFO? Is that the initials? Yeah. I don't know what that is, Megan. She's a total boy band. LFO. I'm going to Google that. Well, I'm going to go. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, jeez. I know. Megan got us good. Okay. Is that it? That's it, my friend. LFO. Okay. A uh, little bit of education. Just some really interesting thing I have culled from the recent... News. Okay. Were you aware yesterday, or uh, actually Wednesday, that Apple passed ah. the one trillion uh -huh. dollar mark uh -huh. in market capitalization? Uh -huh. Folks, um, market capitalization is basically the market value of all the company's stock. So if they have a billion shares of stock and each share is worth $1,000. That's a trillion-dollar market cap. Um, to give you an example, um, Sears's market cap is $900 million. Oh, my God. Um, and wow. As of December 17, Amazon's market cap was... Three hundred fifty-six billion. Oh my gosh! 
Wow. Now, he, he, these are the other the companies who, between them, add up to only $297 billion. <laughs> Okay. So Amazon, and this was the complete opposite of 10 years ago, $356 billion. Okay. These companies together add up to $297 billion. Wow. Ready? Yep. Target, Kohl's, JCPenney, Sears, Nordstrom, Macy's, Best Buy, and Walmart. Every retailer. Every brick. And- yep. Sears, 10 years ago, was valued at $27 billion. Now it's at $900 million. JCPenney has gone from $18 billion to $2 billion. Nordstrom, $12 billion to $5 billion. Macy's from $24 billion to $11 billion. Kohl's from $27 billion to $7 billion. Best Buy from $28 billion to $11 billion. And that is in only 10 years' time. So Amazon's has gone up 1,700%. Best Buy's has gone down 54%. Sears has gone down 96% Wow! in value. Um, Just absolutely amazing. Big box and department store sales, physical, Mm -hmm. 2006 was $252 billion total. In 2000... In 18, it's going to be half of that. Wow. So, I just, just heard today that wow. Brookstone is closing. They're filing bankruptcy. They're keeping their airport stores open, but the rest they're trying to find a buyer. And I'm like, well, who's going to buy them? You know, yeah, it's only the airport store. Mm-hmm. Someone's on the way home and forgot to get a gift. And they're so expensive. And it's mm-hmm. just, it used to be Bridgestone and Sharper Image. Mm-hmm. Sort of had a, a, a little franchise there where they'd find these weird things that were mm-hmm. overpriced and people uh, did and it. And it was kitschy now. and you were like, oh, that's cute. And I'm going to give you one more thing, um, how um, the stock market and the companies have um, just it's turned upside down as far as the economy. In 1917, these are the top ten companies in market cap. U.S. Steel. AT&T, Standard Oil of New Jersey, Bethlehem Steel, Armor and Company, Swift and Company, International Harvester, DuPont, Midvale Steel, and U.S. Rubber. Wow. Totally different landscape now. And they're all, I mean, yep. Armor and Swift were meat mm-hmm. processors. You have two oil companies, two heavy industry manufacturers, a telephone company, two steel manufacturers, a chemical company. Then in 67, 50 years later, it sort of started to switch. IBM was now the top. Okay. AT&T was still there. Eastman Kodak, General Motors, believe it or not, Standard Oil of New Jersey, which was Esso, now Mm -hmm. it became Exxon. Texaco, Sears Roebuck was the sixth biggest company. Now it's not even a top thousand. Wow. General Electric. Polaroid and Gulf Oil. Polaroid. Now, last year, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, uh, then two banks, J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo, an oil company, Berkshire Hathaway, and Johnson & Johnson. Wow. The world has changed. That is. That is. So you never know. 
You don't. You don't know what to invest in, but I heard today if you had invested $10,000 in Apple, you'd be a gazillionaire today. Yeah. That's and when you want a time machine. <laughs> the other one back. is Mc McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1970. Okay. We have lots of news, but I think, uh, why don't we take a break and okay. get Dan online? I realize he's probably waiting for us now, so let's, let's right. do that. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Daniel Bennett, New York saxophonist and composer, about his upcoming appearance and performance at the Abingdon Library next Wednesday, August 8th. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box and both apple and windows computers all to help create your electronic video audio publishing and 3d design projects for more information or to reserve the innovation lab for your special project call 410-638-3990 or visit the abington library at 2510 south tollgate road Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted today to have Daniel Bennett on the line with us. He's a New York saxophonist and composer, and he has been hailed as one of the most original and unpredictable musical voices of his generation. Daniel Bennett can be heard throughout the world performing his award-winning compositions on saxophone, flute, clarinet, and the oboe. Daniel Bennett studied saxophone at the prestigious New England Conservatory in Boston. During his time in Boston, Bennett performed regularly with the Portland Symphony and the New Hampshire Festival Orchestra. Bennett is joined by renowned guitarist Nat Janoff and master percussionist Matthew Feek, and together they form the Daniel Bennett Group. The Boston Globe described Bennett's music as a mix of jazz, folk, and minimalism. The band was recently voted Best New Jazz Group in New York City by Hot House Magazine. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, great. And it's a, always a relief to hear your voice on the other <laughs> True end. True that. I want to make sure I press the right buttons and sliders. <laughs> so uh, we have so much to talk to you about, Daniel. Um, first, t tell us, are you a New York or a Boston guy? I'm a New York guy. Yeah, uh, I've been in Manhattan for over a decade now. Although my cell phone, <laughs> as you may have seen, is actually a Massachusetts number because I still haven't gotten around to getting uh, a new number. Because you know how it goes. Once you get a cell phone, you, you know, everybody knows this number. So uh, you know, <laughs> I'm Massachusetts. Uh, my phone. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Well, it's it's funny. I had a boss that used to make people change their phone numbers because he said if. If you're not changing your phone number to this area code, it, you're not really committed to working here. <laughs> Ooh. I think right, you're right. committed, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there was a time, especially in New York, where in the freelance world, uh, you know, your uh, your area code was really important. Um, and, uh, you know, you that was a big deal. And, you know, you would set up your voicemail and everything. But now it's kind of like, I don't know, everybody's texting and, social media and like phone numbers are kind of like whatever you know 
Mm-hmm. It's like the old Seinfeld. Elaine was. Oh uh, my gosh! I was got just a, a new about number, that. and it wasn't a two-one-two. So she was all upset because she was going to lose dates over because people were going to think like she lived in like Queens or something. Or just yeah, right. moved there. <laughs> right, right. It's it's funny. I uh, and of course you know and landlines, uh, you know, forget it. Those are like a thing of the past, and for a lot of people. Um, Although I do keep a landline in my studio, um, I, don't, I don't use it very much, but, um, you know, that's kind of a, my kids have not heard a dial tone. Maybe I'll get on YouTube today and show them what a dial tone sounds like and, uh, and a busy signal, you know? Oh, yeah, or like a, God, God forbid, a rotary phone where they have to wait if there's a nine for it to come already oh. round back to zero. Yeah, and you get your fingers stuck in the phone. I know. My parents used to have one of those for the longest time. So. We, keep, we keep our house phone because uh, my wife's mother calls. Uh, it's 99 sales calls a month and one phone call from my wife's mother. And, and the voicemail, <laughs> awesome. she still sounds surprised at this, the voicemail. She, oh, hi, it's mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So before we go further, uh, uh, what's the best place for people to find out more about you? DanielBennettGroup.com? You got it, okay. yeah. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Daniel Bennett Group uh, or Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. We're very active on a lot of the social media sites. Okay, and you're going to be, we can't wait, uh, this coming Wednesday. I can't believe yes. Wednesday is August 8th already. I saw that August 8th, and I said, oh, it's we got weeks. And then I realized <laughs> it's five days away. Uh, right. You'll be uh, playing a free concert at the Abingdon Library on Wednesday from 6.30 to 7. And before that, you're going to um, uh, be hosting a free jazz music workshop, um, which yes. I, I will be at. Observing. Oh, Great. Um, Great. Well, and, and Bob, if you have any uh, j- secret jazz talents, we might utilize you. We'll call you up and we'll put you on the spot. I'm just kidding. Well, you know, I sometimes... You know, uh, there can be a good improvisation it, if all the everything lines up and you miss all the notes, but they're somehow in another mode. I've been yeah. known to do that, not good. Un- unintentionally. Oh, well, good, good. You'll be our demo. You'll be our demo. Uh, so, and that is part of the Chew Civility Harford County program that the library and the county government are putting on, which um, um, which is really a great effort. But uh, tell us, Daniel, first of all, I'm very jealous. Uh, I mean, your your card says, um, what, flute, oboe, uh, clarinet, yes. sax? Everything. Um, <laughs> so wh- wh- where, did you, where did you go wrong? No bassoon? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, oboe and bassoon are really the treacherous instruments. Uh, very difficult. Uh, I do, you know, I do oboe. I have not done much bassoon. Um, it's just one of those instruments that's got a lot of half-hole fingerings and a really weird embouchure that I just have not gotten into bassoon. <laughs> so, well, you're forgiven. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it's nowadays, the funny thing is, is it's, it's almost expected that you would double uh, as a reed player. So saxophone is my main instrument. I first learned saxophone when I was a kid. Uh, I was 10, and um, I didn't realize that it was expected pretty soon after to pick up flute and clarinet and all this. So uh, that came pretty quickly afterwards. I took lessons on various instruments. And, you know, over time, uh, I do a lot of theater gigs, and mm-hmm. it's just expected. They do this to save money. They hire 
a pit orchestra of 10 people and everybody's doubling. <laughs> so um, that way they don't have to hire 20 people. Right. So, you know, just par, par for the course. Which is, which is uh, absolutely amazing. Um, I, so we were, went down to the Kenny Center and we saw a, a, a production of uh, Cabaret. And they, I swear there was only eight musicians. And, it, it, you know, they really seemed to play about... 20 different lines of arrangement uh, between them. Just astounding. Um, talent, memory, feel. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it is just, um, you know, becoming whatever instrument is in your hand. I tell people that, you know, when I pick up a flute, I'm a flute player. I, I'm not a saxophonist, you know, trying to play flute. I'm, you have to become a flute player um, to the best of your ability. I mean, you have to... And you have to know your limitations. I mean, usually when you try to do something beyond what you can do, that's when it starts to stick out and someone says, hey, you know, are you really a, you know, are you really a bassoonist or whatever? You, so you have to know your, your, you know, what you can do and what you cannot do. Um, so, uh, but as a band leader, this it's a little different because I can write music that I, I know uh, I can play on my instrument. So... <laughs> You know, there's a little cheating going on. You can kind of, like, direct and guide exactly where you want the music to go and how you know you can sound. And you know, I know my musicians well. We've toured for over 10 years, so I know exactly what everyone is going to bring to the table. Uh, another thing we wanted to talk about with you was, you know, being a band leader. I remember reading about Paganini when he was 18. The, uh, they were doing a tour of South America, and... Um, the conductor, uh, something happened to the conductor. He got mad and stormed off. And Paganini uh, conducted over the next three weeks seven operas from memory. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> At the age That's of incredible. Um, yeah. So when you, did you, know, you know? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was I was just going to say it's funny you say that because I was just watching a documentary on Leonard Bernstein. And he did the same thing. He would memorize a lot of his scores. But um, it's incredible. The human brain. <laughs> Seriously. So. When did you know, first of all, how much you love music, B, how good you were, um, and don't be falsely modest, when did it click with you like, okay, I love this, um, hey, I'm really good at it. Were you a, a more of a natural, more of a practicer, or both? Mm. Tell us about that. That's always fascinating. Well, I the nice thing is I had great role models as a kid. Uh, my sister took me to a high school band concert, um, my older sister, and we I got to hear a, a high school jazz band and this kid named Chris Oldfield, who was the lead uh, tenor saxophonist in the group, and he played a solo. I think they played Pink Panther. Uh. And, I, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I was a little 10-year-old kid. I was blown away. So I had a great, I had great role models, and then I was able to actually get some lessons with Chris pretty soon after. Uh, so I felt like I felt really cool. I got to go to the high school band room and, and you know take some private lessons with this. I think Chris might might have been a senior in high school. Um, and then I got lessons with a guy named Greg Knapp, who's a great doubler. And I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, Western New York. Um, so. There's a lot of great musicians up there, so I got to study with Greg Knapp and then some other musicians, and I just had great role models. My band director, Mark Borden, uh, was very uh, patient, loving, kind. He still teaches at my uh, school, Honeyally Falls, Lima High School. That's a lot of words. It's that hard is. to say. <laughs> People think it's Hanoya Falls. It's Honeyally Falls, but Mark is still there, 
and he's inspiring students at the little small town, um, probably 5,000 people. And so because of that, the nurturing community, I was able to um, have a lot of great positive energy early on. My parents let me make a lot of noise in the living room and squeak and squawk on my instruments. Uh, I, I played in church three times a week. I started my own groups. I tried everything. I was I started singing you know, on my own. I learned guitar, taught myself guitar, and just you know wanted to be more in the rock world for a little while. Uh, and then I realized that really saxophone was my strongest instrument, uh, and it still is. I'm a saxophonist, uh, 100%. That's my main instrument. And, you know, so you build from that. It's a snowball. So I went to move to Boston when I was in my early 20s uh, to go to grad school and had great teachers along the way. Ken Radnofsky uh, was one of my first teachers in Boston. He, he plays with the Boston Pops and the Boston Symphony. Uh, some jazz teachers, Jerry Bergandi, Bob Moses, uh, George Garzone, a lot of these guys were all um, uh, at New England Conservatory when I was there. So just having positive role models really helped me. But when did you know, I mean, that this was something that you had internalized? I mean, they say when Picasso realized he didn't have to worry about drawing anymore, or mm. Beethoven didn't even need the medium on which he was writing for him right. to write. When did that, was that gradual? Did you just realize and was it just rushed as massive high or you were working too hard and you didn't realize? <laughs> I think a lot of it happened when I was in my teenage years, to be honest. When I was 16, I was out playing a lot with my own group. I formed a little group and I realized, I, first of all, I realized it was just so fun to do. I mean, and, and we were all kind of like learning how to do it together and, and learning to get along with each other because that's important. Um, once I realized that that could happen, that you could actually uh, tour around uh, even in your teenage or early college years and, and not kill each other as a group, <laughs> and I realized that it, that it is possible to do this. But then, like you said, it, it is a gradual thing. I mean, I, I would be lying if I just said it happens instantly. It's very gradual with a lot of pushing and hard work and strategy. Um, it's not, I really don't like when people say, uh, oh, I was just at the, the right place at the right time. I, I've always hated that phrase um, because it's not, I'm sure you could find one person out of a thousand who, who maybe that's true, but it's not, that's not what it is really. It's not what it is. You have to make, as they say, you have to make your own luck. You have to work towards that lucky moment. Um, so, you know, I've learned that along the way. I've, I've been a, I've produced music festivals. I've been a booking agent. And I've, I've um, promoted other groups. I had a record label for about five years that I uh, started in Boston, owned, uh, and all of that helped inform who I am now. Uh, I realized. As I got into my 30s and I started, I, you know, I have two kids now, I realized that I had to focus on one specific thing. And the thing that I do the best and the thing that I do the most is band lead. So I had to kind of let some of the other things go so I could focus 100% on touring. Uh, you know, we just did a, a taping on uh, NPR in Philadelphia, doing radio interviews, TV. Um, I had to focus on being that person, um, which is something I tell, you know, younger musicians, 
try everything, uh, try everything, but then at some point get more focused so you can really thrive, you know, in that space. So if um, folks uh, wanted to uh, hear a few of your, some of your work, where would you send them and what would you ask them to listen to? Um, YouTube I, or your website, but what are two yeah. or three pieces that you're most proud of that people are just going to love and they're all ensemble pieces or? Yeah, I would actually, I would say uh, we're, we have a new album coming out in September and actually it's, it's a record, it's called We Are The Orchestra and it's an album that I put to, that I uh, did with a guitarist named Mark Coccio where, where Mark and I play all the instruments. I've never done this before, so we overdubbed. It sounds like a little mini orchestra. Uh, Mark plays mandolin, banjo, guitar. I do you know, all the woodwinds. I do some piano, drums. Uh, I, I would probably tell people to, to hang on for a month and, and listen to the album when it comes out in September, because that's what I'm the most proud of, what's coming. Um, this might be a... This is probably... This is a fault of mine that I am always looking to the future and sometimes that's not good because it, you should enjoy things you do in the past but I get really excited about things that are yet to come so I, I would probably send them there but if they wanted something tangible to listen to right now I would say listen to Sinking Houseboat Confusion it's our most recent album uh, it's the album that uh, helped us get some of these nice awards last year and it, it's, it's the album that probably has been talked about the most um we did do a record, we did a trilogy of CDs based around bears, which got some really cool coverage because it was, we collaborated with um, uh, illustrators and graphic artists. Um, so I, I would check those out too. It, it, any album that has a bear in the title, you'll know that it's part of the trilogy. We have three of these CDs out. Um, that was a few years ago, but I don't know. I'm proud of everything we do. We work hard. Uh, we have an album called Clockhead Goes to Camp which is just a really ridiculous, funny uh, concept album. Uh, a lot of our stuff is uh, pretty humorous or kind of nonsensical. I like to get people laughing before they even listen to the group, so the song titles are a little bizarre. So, you know, it, there's something for everyone, I guess. Uh, so that, that's a good time to mention um, some of uh, some descriptors of your work from, uh, from folks who write about it. Good-natured, playful irreverence. Um, Brain-naggingly catchy, with an oddball sense of humor that's rare on jazz bandstands. That's from our friends, friends at, uh, up at XPN. Um, mm -hmm. Refreshingly capricious and trippy jazz melodies. Um, buoyant enough to conjure notions of East African guitar riffs and Steve Reich's pastoral repetition. Jazz, folk, and trance, and I love that um, uh, what you're doing because um, it's near and dear to my heart is merging jazz and folk and roots traditions because it really is just amazing. Um, we just had David Lindley. Uh, we we book a few concerts myself and a partner here as a hobby, and we just had David Lindley come in, who's a, one of the most amazing string players in the world. And, between an oud and a bazooki and a, um, a, a lap steel and Madagascar wow. music and Turkish music. He really just, it's just amazing. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I just love the sound of any string instrument. I, I Actually, this is funny. I, I have never composed a song from the piano. I write all of my music from the guitar. Uh, we were talking about this when we at our my last we did a radio interview a week ago and talking about composition and uh, people they were surprised because they assumed that I write songs from the piano which most people do and then it goes to your to your saxophone or whatever but I write music from my guitar I walk around the studio with a guitar strapped around my neck and I strum chords and I sing and if I know that I can remember if I sing something that I can remember quickly within five minutes if I can sing the melody and remember it then I know that it's it's going to be a nice song uh, so that's how I've always composed hmm. yeah um, let, let us say again that Daniel Bennett um, group.com is where people can um, can find everything about you uh, you're going to be at the Abingdon Library this coming Wednesday, for, both for a workshop and for a concert, uh, in conjunction with our um, with our um, choosing civility program. Um, now, let me ask you, um, and you have to be honest here. You don't have to be noble or diplomatic. And can I say the word? I don't know, Bob. You always make me nervous when you ask okay, permission. Well, I'm just going to ask you. <laughs> Doesn't it piss you off when you see Kenny G ranked above Sonny Stitt or Dexter Gordon or Jerry Mulligan <laughs> or Coltrane or Stanley Tarantine or Nick Coleman, Coleman Hawkins, Benny Golson? I could go on and on. Does that piss you off? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question, Bob. <laughs> I like that question. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those one of those people who who doesn't actually have a really strong aversion to Kenny G. I don't dislike or love his music either way. Uh, I it it, bother, it it bothers me that people are not aware of other saxophonists, but I don't always blame Kenny G per se. Okay. Uh, because I think he always making a living and he's doing a great job. He's smart. He's a great businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he he does what he does at at a high level. And it's, it's who he is. I've never personally enjoyed, you know, smooth jazz uh, in that way. No slight against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and truth be told, I don't enjoy all uh, straight-ahead swing uh, uh, jazz either. So uh, that's my political res- answer. Uh, <laughs> what good. makes me yeah. more upset is uh, just the fact that people are not aware of all of the great music happening, not just in New York, but in Boston, Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's got some great music uh, venues. The, the whole D.C. area, mm-hmm. uh, we, we play in D.C. a lot. Um, I just think that people need to be aware of all the great new music that's coming out. It's a really exciting time for, for the arts. It's really exciting. Well, it's, put, us, um, put us on your yeah. list because we would love to, um, because one of our interests here is uh, live music and and just to your point, there is so many great musicians. Some such a great time that people can have um, just in our uh, in Baltimore, like you said, DC. I have friends that are going up when they're going to New York. I and they say, well, it's a Wednesday. I'd like to do something, and you know, we're not going to be there. That they said, go to Birdland and listen to. Uh, David Oswald's Louis Armstrong band. It starts mm-hmm. at like 5 p.m. 
and right. it's like this it's it's like tear inducing it's so good uh-huh. um, that's where I first heard one of my favorite contemporary is uh, Anat Cohen you may know uh-huh. her I'm sure you do know her because she's a Boston and New York yep. person she just did a great show last year at Berkeley um, with a few people who I'm sure you know as well but that's great so but send us uh, the info uh, when you're going to be around yeah um, because we'll we'll you know, we'll put it on the air. We totally will. Oh, great. We might great. even come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, who's your favorite uh, sax or clarinet player or favorites? And I don't say well, who, which it's, child it's, you, you love most. Just <laughs> yeah. I, you mentioned Ornette Coleman. I love Ornette Coleman. Um, um, science Fiction is one of my favorite albums. Um so I I uh, I mean Ornette was one of those people who uh, he if you listen to his music closely it's actually in a way very tonal it just changes keys a lot it's very floating it, it, it's like pantonal pantonality they call it, they call it. Um, harmonics which was his system of figuring out how to get many people to play in multiple keys but actually have the music sort of make sense. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, Charles Ives experimented with that, too, in the classical realm with his bitonality, you know, stacking two very different key centers on top of each other and sort of making it work, um, making it just uncomfortable enough that the that it actually, that it um, the audience wakes up a little bit, which is good. I think it's a good thing to have a little healthy dissonance is great because it keeps people on the edge of their seat. But then there's beauty in there that, that and there's some logic to how these people are composing and constructing music. So I love Ornette Coleman. Uh, I love Lee Konitz, a very different player. Lee is still alive and playing, still lives in New York uh, on the Upper West Side. I think he's 92, 93 years old. Uh, Yeah. He so was Lee cool is still jazz. Going. Wasn't he one of the first cool jazz guys, for lack of a better word? He was. He was. Um, Birth of the Cool. He was part of that group and uh, played with Miles Davis, played with everybody. And still tours. Uh, I, I play every month at a club called Tommy Jazz in Midtown Manhattan. And uh, recently I was there playing and we were loading in. And there's Lee in the back of the, of the, the room having ramen noodles and a <laughs> glass of wine or something. <laughs> like, wow. okay, he's, he's, yo, he's doing his thing. He's, he's a legend, you know. So, wow, that's great. Yeah. Okay, well, we have... Um... Daniel Bennett, uh, who's going to be here Wednesday at the Abingdon Library for a concert and a workshop. Wednesday, August 8th, uh, 6.30 is the concert, and the workshop is uh, starting at 4. And it and looks like it might be inside the concert. We had planned to have it outside, but the forecast is showing rain on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so we are all prepared oh. to bring everyone indoors. So. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I mean, to be honest, yeah, it, for us, indoors is actually pre- preferable okay. because it's easier to, to... So if you want to you know, make that official, we're fine with that. It's easier to kind of control the sound. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Okay, well, we can't wait. D- Daniel Bennett Group dot com. Uh, yeah. Go to that and um, check out um, uh, uh, Daniel's music there, and make sure you come out next Wednesday. And uh, we can't wait. And Daniel, thank you so much for your time. 
Oh, thanks for having me, uh, Bob and Leslie. It's good to be here, and we're really excited about performing on Wednesday. Sounds great. We'll see you then. Thank you. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we'll cover some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from inside and outside of Hartford County and do some more thingamabobs. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Hartford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, Professional Green Screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. All right, welcome back. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. Leslie. Bob. Uh, as I'm sure, um, it's been a very slow, lazy summer oh, for, for the, the, the team at the library. <laughs> but I'm sure you guys managed to plan one or two things. What's going on at the library? Well, not to beat the horse that we were just talking about, but we have the Daniel Bennett Group coming to Hartford County next Wednesday, August 8th. And we are so excited. There's so much good energy and excitement in the community about this. Um, they're really coming as part of our Choose Civility initiative that we're working on um, with the county. And um, they're going to talk a little bit about how music is a great communicator, how it brings people together, how it really is part of the Choose Civility Initiative. So I'm really excited for that part of this presentation. But before the concert even begins, um, Daniel Bennett and his trio have agreed to do a workshop at our Abingdon branch from 4 to 5. It's for teens and adults. And... Um, He's going to talk a little bit, little bit about the different types of jazz, um, how to get started in a jazz career or the music industry, um, and then we're going to do a little jam session. He is really, as you can tell from the interview we just had, very open, very um, generous with his thoughts and time, so be sure and sign up for that workshop. Go to hcplonline.org. Um, <coughs> now I'm coughing. We're all coughing. <coughs> yeah. So we're super excited about that. I got I got one in there. Um, so um, it looks like the weather might not be cooperating with this next what week. What a surprise. So I know. No worries at all. We are going to um, probably move the concert indoors so it will happen rain or shine. And we have a great plan B inside. Um, as you guys know, the Abingdon Library is beautiful. The acoustics are great. So... That will not hamper us at all. So that's the most exciting thing we have coming up. And then, believe it or not, Bob, I feel like we just started talking about this. Summer reading is kind of winding down. No. Um, yes. No. I it's refuse. The last day um, to register and participate in, in is August 25th. 
and then school starts like the next week. So summer has flown by. We still have a ton of really amazing programs and events happening in the library that go back to the summer reading challenge theme of Libraries Rock. Um, we have uh, Extreme Balloon Man. He is uh, a really funny guy who tells stories while he makes these really incredible balloon sculptures. He's at five different branches in the month of August. Again, go to hcplonline.org to get more information on dates and times for that. We have um, Intro to Hip Hop Sampling at our Havre de Grace Library on Saturday, August 4th from 2 to 3. Um, you can learn about the history and technology that's used to create hip hop. Um, Edgewood Library on Monday, August 6th from 11 a.m. to noon is doing a really interesting and I think it's going to be a really fun program called Rhythm and Art. And it's a series and uh, attendees listen to different genres of music, rock, hip-hop, jazz, whatever, every week and then they create an art piece inspired by each of these particular types of music. So um, learn more about that again at hcplonline.org. Wow. Just a sampling. Wow. Yes. I'm very annoyed, though, it's August already. I, 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 I was going to start doing sit-ups in April. So the one or two times I go to the beach, I don't exactly have this Buddha-like figure. <laughs> I still haven't done one. And it's August already. Well, it's never too late to start, Bob. That's right. Okay. Fair enough. Um and this extreme balloon man. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're gonna be a balloon man, you got it. Be memorable. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would you say I'm just a balloon man? Say I am an extreme balloon man. And he is. Okay. He See, is. that is. That's how to market yourself. <laughs> it's Not true. just oh, I do and blow up balloons. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, and he's been around forever, and generations love him, and kids really enjoy his presentation. So if you uh, can make it out to any of those five events, I would really encourage it. It's it's extreme. Right. You know, uh, it makes me curious. It's just like, oh, that gas station's on fire down the block. Well, I, I've got to go check it out. <laughs> it's not like Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun Aww. when the fire... Work stores blowing up. He said, nothing to see here. Please disperse. There is so, something to see hats there. off to Extreme Balloon Man. Okay, we're going to do a little news, then we're going to lighten it up. Um, uh, have you noticed, I'm sure you have, that this is like, you know, a combination of Sumatra during the typhoon season, wow. Seattle, uh hurricane season were you where were you last friday at about 5 p.m when that i was not here i oh. was driving to the beach i think i just got out of town in time i left about 4 30 ish it was i've never of like the 10 most direct close and loud lightning thunder strikes were mm -hmm. at the same time which means it's right on top of you mm -hmm. of the 10 in my life i think Four were during this storm. Oh wow! Just unbelievable. So much rain. Um, we had to cancel the uh, Bassmasters because yeah. there is tons and tons and tons of debris oh. washing over the dam. Um, New York's and Pennsylvania's debris. I know. I know. Um, As a New Yorker and me a Pennsylvanian, we'll take the heat. 
yeah, and I mean, actually, Hogan and Francho were just talking about it this week. Uh, the the, 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 the Conowingo Dam is 20 years ahead of schedule in that it is now filled up the debris and settlement wow. behind the dam. So now everything that's flowing down the Susquehanna, which, by the way, is the longest river on the East Coast. I grew up near the Susquehanna, and now I live down here. Well, it's now all <laughs> everything coming down, the sediment, the nutrients, mm -hmm. the runoff. It's basically just flowing now over this this pile of sediment behind the dam. Oh, and sometimes when it's really flowing, it scours the phosphorus from the existing sediment and brings more. So, I mean, the, if you look at the debris in the flats and the upper upper bay... I mean, the algae blooms now. We're going to start. We're going yep. to have dead zones. Yep. And basically, <clears throat> nobody's doing anything because it's really expensive. And naturally, the ball kept on, can get kept on getting kicked down the road. And it's going to take some real leadership uh, and some uh, on this because a lot of money got has got to be spent. Hogan has some great ideas on doing it creatively and public-private, but. Um, yeah, uh, but it ended up at Sandy Point in Annapolis. Did you see all those yes. hundreds of volunteers? I mean, it would still be there without the volunteers because there's no one to do that work, yeah. that, qu that quantity of work. <clears throat> um, and so we need, really need to – can we just stop talking about global warming and focus on making our water clean? <laughs> can we have Mr. Trump re – prioritize the EPA's agenda and have them again give a, give a damn about the Chesapeake Bay cleanup because EPA has cut a lot of funds from they the Chesapeake have. Bay initiative. They have. Um, so um, enough of that. Uh, first birthday. Guess who's celebrating their first birthday this week? A first birthday, August... I don't know, Bob. The Opera House, the Cultural oh, yeah. Center center at the Opera House in Habitat Grace. A great venue for the Daniel Bennett Group. Oh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, we should book him because if he's coming down to play D.C., that place would fill up for him, and it's a mm -hmm. per acoustics are perfect. And the folks in Habitat Grace, thank you so much for doing this. Um, you, didn't, you did it in five years, all in, soup to nuts, you you paid no salaries. You did all the studies. You were clear about your planning. You were practical. You were completely transparent. Um, you didn't change your story ten times. And I'm referring to another organization that's raised over four million and had changed their story every month and still hasn't shown anybody their books. Uh, and now they have some more pigeons at, at the state level that. Eventually, we're going to all be embarrassed, but let's forget about that now. I didn't mention any names. Let's Did celebrate I? the, the one-year birthday. Cultural Center of the Hopper House, we are so proud of you. This is what a community does when it, when it cares about the arts and performance and culture um, and uh, people who know what they're doing and um, uh, get down and do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, folks. Go to their website. They have amazing... Uh, lineups uh, to celebrate their birthday and amazing, amazing lineups day in, day out. So, thank you to all you folks. I was fairly diplomatic there. Yes, you were. Uh, 
Didn't sound as angry as I am. I know. Okay. I can, I, I'm always <laughs> proud of you when you take that route. <laughs> okay, let's lighten it up a little. What you, do you have for us well, today? Well, we both like really off-the-wall tweets that you, you have to have a certain sixth sense of humor to appreciate, and you, <laughs> Leslie and I do. Um, and this is from all over the place. Um, just normal people, funny tweets. Um Jeff Wysaski, who I follow, is if I have a fun way to prank Jesus. I invite to invite him snorkeling, and he has to be stuck on the top walking on the water while you're underneath having all the fun. <laughs> uh, first date, her. Sorry to be so blunt, but I don't like you. Me trying to impress. I hate all the vowels. <laughs> CVS cashier asked me how I'm doing as I put some diarrhea medicine on the counter. I said, not great, man. I've got diarrhea. <laughs> Bob, we are laughing like sixth graders. <laughs> Person who just invented windows. Check it out. Person who's about to invent curtains. I hate it. <laughs> Both sides of the coin right there. Me. Nice biker jacket. You ride? Him. No, this is from uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny Cheesy Girl, Cheesy Grits. She's hilarious, too. Me, nice biker jacket. You ride him. No, me. So you're a liar. Him, silence. Me, silence. Him, nice yoga pants. <laughs> me, that jacket looks so awesome on you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's the best one. I love that one. <laughs> uh, um, oh, my gosh. And this is from Bridget Winnegar. She's also... If you're willing to look past the drawbacks of falling downstairs, it's actually a very effective method of getting downstairs. <laughs> True that. She's not and lying. another one from Jeff. If you drink the blue liquid from a magic eight ball, you can see the future. Trust me, my friend Keith did once, and he said he's going to die. And then he did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those All were good. Righty. The yoga pants was my favorite one. That was my favorite one. I love it after the long silence. <laughs> And then he says, nice yoga pants. Well, guys, that's all the time we have today for the Hartford Edge. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.